Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. So on today's show, we did an entire recap of last night's episode and broke down every single detail of Courtney's 40th birthday party. So don't worry, tomorrow on our regular Kardashian recap, we're going to get into every single detail about Sunday service and Kim's comments on the whole Lori Laughlin scandal and everything else that happened in Kardashian world. This one episode, we kind of just wanted to keep a little more targeted and talk about some of the details that I know you guys are curious about. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome to episode 11 of our Kardashian bonus show. So as you know, we've been treating these episodes um, partially as a recap for the Sunday night show, and then also to discuss any major events that we felt like needed really an entire episode dedicated to them. So this week, uh, we're definitely going to recap the episode because it was Bali and it was very epic. But then we're going to take the second half, probably more than the second half, to talk all things Courtney's 40th birthday. (laughs) How excited are you? I'm fucking pumped, obviously. You have to understand that when these things happen, all we can do, like when we're watching the Instagram stories of her birthday, all we can think about is how excited we are to get on here and just discuss every little detail because you guys are the people that care about the tiny little details that we care about that nobody else gives a shit about, quite frankly. It's pretty cool. It's it's pretty cool that we have this like group of people that also care. Um, so let's start with the episode recap. Before I, we do that, I want to just say one thing, which is that we get a lot of um, emails and DMs saying like, you know, I'm so ashamed typically of how much I care about the Kardashians, honestly. And this gives me a place to be able to do that freely. And what I want to say to that is like, don't be ashamed. We are all, you can be an intelligent person who craves intellectually stimulating conversation and has a lot of other things going on in your life and also just enjoy using the Kardashians and as an escape from reality almost. And that is what we do. And I think that like, just, I want to keep that in the back of our heads. Like nobody should be ashamed of this. We're all, we're all on it together. Right, Julie? That was beautiful. Thank you. Okay. Episode recap. So last night they went to Bali, which we've been waiting for. I mean, I have been waiting for Yeah, obviously same. Um, and we're going to just start from start to finish. So the episode started out with Chloe kind of talking about her anxiety about traveling with True for the first time. Which I would understand. Bringing a baby on a 24-hour flight seems like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I mean, it's not even like, like you think that for the first time they'd go to Florida or, I don't know, Hawaii even. Yeah. Next you think th- that was her first time ever on a flight or is like their first real trip? I don't know. She said first time traveling. Yeah, but I feel like their definition of traveling is so different than ours. That's true. And I guess also because they were going back and forth to Ohio, it couldn't have been their first time. Yeah. But this this big of a trip, I totally— Like a, like a large, a large, maybe out-of-the-country trip, yeah. let's say. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I feel like they never go to Florida. Like, I just, only Kim—like, like ever since ever since Courtney and Chloe filmed, like, Miami. Take Miami, they, I feel like they haven't gone back. Only Kim goes. I also just said Florida because since we're from New York, that's such, like, an easy destination for us. Yeah. Whereas for them, it's maybe, like, Hawaii or— um, I guess Courtney goes to Miami because Scott really likes it there. Yeah, well, they have Jonathan, they have Dave Grantman, they have that whole kind of circle of people there. Yeah, I there. love that squad. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's the best. It's you the know that one of our goals, girl. one of our goals, is to record a podcast on the SS Group, which is Dave Grantman's boat. 
That's like a thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm aware because I'm the other <laughs> half of us. <laughs> I, was t- I was telling them. Um, anyway, so then, you know, they get into this whole discussion. We're going to get into Bali, but I just want to frame everything else. So they get into this discussion and Kim's like, can we just talk about Halloween for a second? And she's like, let's talk about our outfits. And Courtney's like, oh, for matching with the kids. And, and Kim's like, no, like for the gram. Yeah, that was fucking crazy. And we looked at each other and we're like, wow, that... You know, it's like, you know, obviously that they do photo shoots and stuff solely to have content to post on their social media. But when you see the backs, like the behind the scenes of yeah, it, I like it's easier to pretend that they're like doing it and they happen to have a photo shoot for like Instagram. Like it, it, it's like it like shatters the perfect image almost. It's like, OK, so they, they dressed up for Halloween. They did a whole thing and they happen to post pictures on Instagram. Like it's so annoying when they're like. Are we going to get dressed up just to like walk around our house, post on Instagram, change and then go to bed? Like, yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah. But as a consumer of that content, I was loving those pictures. But can you think of anything worse than having to get dressed for no reason? Us? Forget. That's what I'm saying. Julie and I have to put on jeans for maybe like three hours and we're already like, this is bullshit. Mine are literally unbuttoned while we're recording. Yeah, no, I know. It's just painful to be them. I mean, I, I... I almost respect the hustle. Like the things they do for content is unfucking believable. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. No, of of course I wouldn't. Um, Anyway, so the whole thing is that they're going to Bali and Chris, you know, wanted to go, but because of MJ being sick, she decided not to and she's staying home with MJ, which then we see kind of Kendall and Kylie talking to Chris about how they they understand she's been under a lot of stress and they want to take off some of the stress from her and take on more of a role of, you know, taking care of MJ. As they should. As they should. Um, And... Like one of the funniest things about it is throughout the episode, they pan to when um, Kendall and Kylie are at MJ's and they're having lunch together or they're at Kylie's Kylie's. Kylie's having lunch and Kylie's like, yeah, you know, I broke out the Gucci plates for you guys. (laughs) You're like, oh, Kylie, you (laughs) should have. (laughs) Um, But then Kylie's talking about how you're really getting ahead of yourself here. First of all, the only reason I'm saying it and like messing up your flow of this is because last night as we were taking notes, you were like, I was like, do you want me to take them? You're like, no, I do a better job. I take them in order. All of a sudden we get to the fucking episode and it's like, oh, um, let me just skip to the 37 minute mark of the episode. Because what I was thinking is, what am I going to do? Recap all of Bali and then be like, but hold on, because at this one moment, this is when Kylie decided to talk about to MJ. So I'm like, let's just get this stuff out of the way. And then the rest of the thing can be all Bali. That's okay? fine. Sorry for anybody that was unaware that that was happening, but I think that that's a better way to do it. What? AKA me. I was yeah, unaware okay. that was happening. <laughs> yeah, but Julie just made the rest of you unaware. So they're at they're at Kylie's and, you know, MJ's talking about how she had this um, brother that she didn't know she had. And that was kind of crazy. It was crazy. But then Kylie's like, yeah, you know, I was on Ancestry.com and, and I found out that I have this second cousin and me and Julie at the exact same time look at each other like, that bitch is so lucky. Hey, also, you know what was funny about the way they said it? It wasn't like Kylie was like, Kendall, we have this second cousin. <laughs> like it was just Kylie's. <laughs> and we didn't even question it until this moment. I was like, oh. No, I, I I guess I thought about it, but I was just like, whatever. But like, like literally, it wasn't like Kendall was like, oh, who's our second cousin? Like <laughs> Kendall couldn't have given less of a shit. They were acting as if like, Kylie had her own set of parents. No, but the funniest thing is that, like, imagine you're this girl or this guy and you just get a phone call one day and it's like Kylie Jenner. She's like, hey, we are actually cousins. And you're just like, mama, I fucking made it. <laughs> like, could, could you imagine? Also, it's so interesting that they, like, discovered they had a second cousin because I feel like they're very close with their cousins. And, like, second isn't that off. No, not at all. Like, I'm close with my second cousins, I, I would say. Yeah, totally. It's just an interesting little note. Um, okay, we are going to get into Bali now. So they start, I think the first, the first uh, scene about this is when they're at the airport. And the first thing I noticed was Mason's Gucci sweatshirt because God, that kid is dripping in swag. We say it every single time and I'm just warning, I will say it every time. He's so, he's fucking unreal. Unreal. There's so many things I could say about Mason. It's, it's so fun watching him become a person. Don't you think? It is so much fun. It is so much fun. Um, And, you know, it's always interesting to watch them travel because you forget, like, yes, of course, they have, you know, so much help and the luxuries of everything. But it's still like the volume of people and the volume of kids is just stressful regardless of how much money you have. Yeah. Like it's just. I I mean, literally, you could be Bill Gates and traveling with a child, especially how many under the age of 10. Oh, Oh my God. I I could not. No, it's a lot. I wouldn't even want to be on the plane with them, let alone. I know. So we see them get on the plane. And at first we're like. Did they charter a 747? Like, it's a giant plane. They have all of first class. We then later learned, I mean, not that we got confirmation. we hypothesized. We hypothesized slash, it was what we thought, and then a lot of people were inboxing us, that they think they just rented the entire first class cabin, which is what um, 
you know, like bought out the seats, which I think makes more sense. Also because you heard, you know, the flight attendant over the, um, over the intercom and all that kind of stuff. It was, it was, seemed like a regular flight, but one that they just bought out. Yeah. Right. That, that's what it, that's what it appears or that's what would make the most sense. Although not to like be crazy because Kim and Kanye did one time rent out an entire 747. Which we learned, by the way, is um, we read an article last night and I don't want to fully, I, I'm almost positive this is what it said, that it's $50,000 an hour to rent that flight that they did, including it's 25 grand just for the fuel, but it's 50 grand for, um, you know, everything else. So for a 10 hour flight, that's, that's a half a million dollars. I know. Wait, everybody just take a moment to process what I just said. It's actually interesting because I just went, oh, not as expensive as I thought it was going to be. Really? To rent a 747 for yourself? No. For a 10-hour flight? No, I, I, I like would have expected it to be more, honestly. Really? I mean, that's according to this article. Again, we don't have like solid confirmation, but it, it did break it down. And it's Do you think of- that's crazy that I thought that wasn't as as much as I thought it was going to be. I think that it's a, I think that although you and I kind of do think we have a good gauge on this type of stuff, this is one thing where I feel like you can't even remotely try to imagine what no, it could no, be. I know. So I, I don't know. I don't even know if it's crazy or if it's crazy that you didn't think it was crazy. I don't know. But anybody feel free to chime in what you guys think. Um, so the whole, you know, which we'll get into, but the entire episode kind of frames around the fact that Courtney and Chloe are having issues, which as we know, it's just a family of siblings. That's what happens. But it, I think it all started on the flight because basically <laughs> Chloe's like, it's her first time traveling with True. She's already freaking out about that. The kids are all, the rest of the kids are so hyper, having so much fun and kind of going crazy. And Courtney's like, you know, I'm just going to get the best sleep of my life. And and you kind of, you handle it. So Chloe's like alone with all of these kids going fucking crazy. And you can tell that's where her tension is building. You know, what's interesting that I've always noted about the Kardashians? Tell me. When they're dealing with the kids, they act like the nannies aren't there like they love to create this illusion that they don't have nannies like okay chloe fucking take a nap call one of the nannies over and be like i can't do this anymore you never really see the nannies on camera yeah, i'm telling you they love like sorry to get ahead and pull at you but like <laughs> when they're at the chocolate factory and um kim's like i'm alone with all of the kids it's like okay you're not alone alone no one would leave you alone alone with all of them yes i know but i think that's kind of just implied it's not like they've ever said we don't have help no i know it's just i think it's just funny that they like i'm not like saying that like they purposely do it it's just funny that like they they don't like say okay nanny time you know what is interesting though you would think almost or not that you would think but i think if you watch a lot of other reality shows for example housewives the the help becomes an integral part of the show yeah like if you've ever watched uh this is a reference that not everybody's gonna get but if you ever watch don't be tardy kim's olsiak's show berta their nanny is a a figure of the show like she is a- so is um what's her face the chef Oh, Tracy. Yes. Yeah. So all all of those all of those different types of people, and it's interesting with the Kardashians. We don't see that as much. We know like you know their assistants and their stylists, but the rest of the help. I, I just think it's I just think it's interesting. Like there's probably such a storyline there. That we I don't have even to know assume about. it's for privacy reasons for them. Of course. Like I don't think the Kardashians are like let's let's pretend we don't have nannies. But it's just interesting the way it's like all of a sudden like Chicago's not in the shot anymore, but no one's holding her. It's like where'd yeah. she go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it is really true. It's funny. Um, so, okay, so that's kind of where Courtney and and uh, and Chloe's fighting, I think, stems from. So they get to the second airport. So the first flight was like literally an 18 or 24-hour flight. And then they had uh, a layover at an airport. And then they had a two-hour flight, which is they flew private on this one. So they're at the second airport. And a couple things that I want to note. First of all, they're calling... Scott, Uncle Scott, which I know is the most predictable thing ever because he is the uncle. But for but some reason, also the hottest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, in my for life. some reason, we like hadn't heard him refer to as Uncle Scott, and I don't know. We both looked at each other and we're like, "Let's just pause it for a second and just take that in." Like, <laughs> uncle Scott. It was so hot. What is it about? I don't know. It's so interesting because there's like there's like the the two different uncle roots where it's like Uncle Scott's the hottest thing I've ever heard in my life, and then sometimes they're like Uncle Yay, and I'm like, that's fucking sick. <laughs> Kanye's their uncle. Like for some reason, to me, it's so much cooler for Kanye to be your uncle than your dad. Like yeah, of course Kanye has kids, but Kanye's your uncle. Yeah, that's, that's fucking sick. No, it is. It's so true. Um, also, just interesting to note. Not interesting, but I you know the the amount of Birkins and at any given time in any given shot is just makes my mouth fucking water, for yeah. lack of a better word. It's like, first the tan one, then the black one, then the green one out of left field. And Talk I'm just like, about non-sexual things that turn you oh on. Oh my God, non-sexual things that turn you on. The sheer frequency of Birkin appearances in a Kardashian episode gets yes. me going. That should be its own Pornhub category. Absolutely. If it's not, it now is. Um, 
By the way, I could have watched the kids. The the whole episode could have been the kids on the plane, and I would have loved every second of it. As we always say, there's nothing that I love more than watching, like, Penelope North. Penelope and North interact is rare. Like, it's just, like, the best. But also, Rain now is really starting to make a name for himself. Yeah, he is. He is. He's starting to crack his way into show business. <laughs> also, Chicago is just the cutest thing ever. She's gorgeous. She really is. She's a beautiful baby. She really is. And also, she always comes out. I don't know if you, you picked up on this, but to me, she always comes out looking like the, you know, the winner of the episode in the sense that it could be craziness happening all around. And she's just so calm in the corner she's looking beautiful. Baby. <laughs> no, no, but it's not. Another baby could be throwing a tantrum and she always comes in looking like the savior of the day. Yeah. Don't you feel that way? The babies are pretty well behaved. I have to say they're pretty like calm, happy. It's like they know they're rich. Yeah. <laughs> it's like how Assad never cried. It's like that baby came out knowing he was yeah, rich. Yeah, you just know. Um, Anyway, so they go on their the second plane now, which is the private plane that they chartered to their last two two hours of the trip. And a couple things that I want to note. First of all, this is when you really start to see Chloe and Courtney. Um, you can tell that Chloe's frustration with Courtney is really just boiling over. And Courtney's going on this whole rant about, <laughs> which I would imagine she watches this in retrospect and feels so stupid for saying this. But then at the same time, everybody's problems are their own. And just because they're less serious than other people's in that moment, there's still problems for her. So she's talking about how, she's like, you know, I really got to have a conversation with my assistant because clearly she does a whole travel inventory. I opened my cosmetic case, five lip liners of the same shade. This is absurd. I can't even zip it. And Chloe's like, yeah, you know, that's why I kind of do this myself. But if she's like, I don't want to do it myself. And Chloe's like, that's totally fine. If you have an assistant, you know, you just have to tell her what you want done. You just have to communicate. And Courtney's like, you know what? I'm emailing her right now. And me and Julie look at each other and we're like, oh my God, say a prayer for that yeah, assistant. Like, literally somebody like fucking... I can't. It's so interesting what they choose to like keep in an episode and what they choose to cut out. Because like in an episode where Courtney is already being like the psycho bitch, like you're going to also have her like be like a psycho bitch to her assistant. (laughs) It's like crazy. It's like if I was Courtney, I'd be like, okay, so this whole episode plotline is about what a like terrible person I am essentially. (laughs) And you want to keep that one thing in that kind of pushes it over the edge. (laughs) Fucking take it out. I know, but it helped Chloe's art. It helped. I think that they each like get episodes where they can look like the the winner here. And clearly Chloe looked like the rational one. Yeah. Listen, here's the thing about Courtney is she's such an older sibling. She is such an oldest child that it's like unbelievable to me. You don't, do you get that what I mean? I do get that. But as an only child, I can't, uh, I can't speak to it as much as you can. Tell, she, tell, tell us more. She's just she's just such an oldest child. It's like, if you know, you know, you know. Sorry that you're on the outskirts of the situation. That's okay. That's probably why she relates to Mason so much. Part One of the reasons. Yeah. And he's also the oldest of the family. But also, I think being the oldest of, of girls is really different. Totally. Because it's like such a, it's like a couple of things. Like, first of all, like, she's never wrong. Like, you can never tell Courtney she's wrong. And also, like, I think that she, like, feels so in charge because she's like, as the oldest girl in the family, she, like, had to take care of all the other ones. So, like, I think she just, like, constantly has this, like, like superiority complex. Yeah, potentially. Um, also, just the entire, like, just uh, this could be noted throughout the entire episode. Saint is, hand, to me, to me, I'm going to, I know this is a bold statement. I think Saint is the cutest baby on Instagram. I think Saint is the cutest, like, kid in the realm of any sort of celebrity or non-celebrity kids that I have seen in recent years. Cutest baby on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, Kaya Graman is a close second. Obviously, Luna. I mean, there's a lot of them. Ruby. But... Saint just yeah. Saint takes the cake. Saint I know. takes the cake. The, when he when Kim picks him up and he, I can't handle it. I I literally can't handle it. I freak out every time. I know. He's, it's like he's just every time I see adorable. him, it's like the first time I've ever seen him. Yeah, you're so right. You're so right. It's like they just posted his birth picture, and I I'm losing it. It's so true. I can't wait for another boy. Are you kidding? No, I can't. I can't. I can't. Um, okay, so they get to Bali now, and we're so personally, I'm thrilled to get off that plane. I don't know about you. <laughs> I, I, again, I love having all of the kids in one confined space so I can keep track of all of them. I'm like, there's Saint and there's North and Penelope and Mason's over there and I know where you all are in one little, little area. <laughs> First of all, I was getting like, I was like, get me off of this plane. I just want to see Bali. I couldn't imagine how they were feeling because I was already feeling like plane anxiety from being there too long. Oh, but when I have plane anxiety, <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. But no, you get it for watching the Kardashians. I literally fucking quit. <laughs> 
Yeah, we, one day we will tell you guys some stories about being on a, a flight together. It is the it is hands down. Talk about us having a fucking reality show. That yeah, could be just me, that. me, my dad, Julie, and Isabel in the LAX airport. There is nothing like it. Nothing like it. First of all, we're tr- me and Isabel and my dad are all tripping on edibles. Julie is taking so much medication to be able to like calm herself because of her severe flight anxiety. So is Isabel. We're, it, it, it and is. I was like, and I was like, take an edible. I thought you were cool. <laughs> like I don't want to right now <laughs> it's so funny um okay so they get to bali again we're, we're thrilled and you know it kind of starts out by chloe's like stressed out because true stuff and isn't in her room and she's getting a little anxiety i also want to note that they start to unpack mason starts i mean scott starts to unpack mason and he's like mace like you unpack you're like 10 and mason goes i'm mature as 10 but i'm not 10 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Mason's getting this like incredible Scott sense of humor. It's so true. It's so fun to watch. It's so fun. Another thing I want to note is, aside from the fact that the house was unbelievably gorgeous, and you know, of course they get there and there's this ridiculous spread set out, they have essential water wherever they go. I don't think I've ever seen Chloe without an essential water in her hand. Is essential even that good? Personally, I love it. More than the the big three. Pone Spring, Voss. What's the third? Smart. Oh, smart. I equate smart and essentia. That personally. I guess it's because of the electrolytes. Yeah, maybe. And maybe that's why they drink it because they work out so much. I don't know. Or maybe they have a deal with them that we don't know about. But uh, cool. Well, you know, it, it, they could because it used to be solely Fiji. And then we switched because yeah. obviously I think they started where like Fiji's fucking disgusting. Yeah, no. Essentia is delici- delicious. But of course it made its way to Bali. Anyway, so again, the whole, as we said, the whole episode is is framed around Chloe and Courtney's kind of disagreements. And we see this a lot when, you know, I think Chloe's frustration was the fact of like, she's just complaining about uh, her different things. So whether she's pissed about the fact that True's room isn't ready, or she's talking about how, you know, she's, she's upset that the Kendall and Kylie had to delay the Instagram photo shoot for a day. And that me- meant that she was going to have one day less in Cleveland. And she's like, listen, Tristan is already on an NBA schedule. Like I barely get to see him. This is one day later. I don't want to have to fly. I don't want to have to, you know, delay all that just for a fucking picture for Instagram. That's and- the exact moment their relationship broke down. Tristan was like, ah, you know, she's not going to be in Cleveland. <laughs> this is my one chance. And then it was like, it was fucking over from there. It's all blamed on Kendall <laughs> and Kylie. It's all Kendall and Kylie's, Kylie's fault small. that Tristan couldn't stay loyal. <laughs> Oh, I think we just like cracked the code. Yeah, we fucking did. <laughs> no, and so um, you know, she she's just like talking about that and, and Courtney's just like not giving her anything. And and she's like, I'm sorry, like, listen, you're a mother. If you don't want to do it, just say you don't want to do it. And she's like, Chloe's like, can you just empathize with me for like half a second? I listened to your bullshit complaining about your lip liners. Can't you just understand this? And she's like, Courtney's like, I just feel like you're attacking me about it. And and Chloe's like, I'm not attacking you. I'm kind of just venting. To me, forgetting about the, that specific circumstance, I totally understood Chloe's frustration in the sense of like, sometimes you just want to vent to someone and have them be like, you know what? You're right. That fucking sucks. And Courtney was not giving it to her. She was like, yeah, just stay positive. Just stay positive. And she's like, can you just like say this sucks with me? Yeah, I totally get that. You know that? Or like when somebody's trying to help and it's like, don't, I don't need your help. That's not the point of me telling you it. I just want you to listen and yeah, just, just like listen and then like say a couple curse words to get yeah. me hyped up and then we'll be done with it. Um, so anyway, you know, they're, they're there and it was, it was really cute. They started going, uh, Kim, you know, uh, Kim took the kids to like this chocolate factory, which like you said, <laughs> Kim's just like alone with the kids in the chocolate factory <laughs> and the rest of them go, I don't even know what the right word is. is it like dune bugging or something. ATVing, ATVing maybe four wheeling, but it was so cute because Mason, Mason went with them and Scott was like, you know, it's so fun that Mason's older. Now we can do all these things together. And that made me so happy. Yeah, it was so sweet. It was really sweet. If Kim was actually alone with those kids in the chocolate factory, it would have played out exactly like Willy Wonka, like one by one, they would have just disappeared. Absolutely. Imagine that. <laughs> no, it's like my worst nightmare. That's literally my worst nightmare. Um, I literally have a note in here that says, I hate when Chloe and Courtney fight. I just hate it. It's like, come on, you guys are better than this. The only reason I hate it is because I think it's an unnecessary plot line. I don't hate that they're not getting along. I just hate that, like, that they think that they have to throw this plot line in to, like, entertain us. I'm, like, fully, like, plenty entertained without the fight. No, totally. Um, Anyway, of course, so then they end up going on this yacht, and (laughs) Chloe's like, well, as you know, it wouldn't be a Kardashian vacation without a yacht. And me and Julie look at each other. We're like, ain't that the damn truth? Literally, <laughs> ain't that the damn truth? And it is just gorgeous. Something that is so hilarious that we have to note is that we posted a clap back a while ago of Courtney in a bikini on a yacht in Bali. 
And someone commented, like, who took the picture? And she was like, my kid. (laughs) And she was getting shit for it. And we saw in the episode Mason taking that exact picture of her. And that was a moment for us. It was like the coolest behind the scenes. Yeah, it was. That was really something. We're like, we we did that. We posted that. (laughs) We're like, I mean, we're like, Courtney, you don't even know that you're about to have to clap back for about this in like five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So we saw that one. Um, I always love when Kim's adventure, she was like jumping off the boat and shit, which for me, I don't know. There's something about Kim when she shows a little bit of a wild side that I just get excited about. Yeah, I get that. I don't know about you, but I can't see Kim around water, specifically ocean, and not think that her $75,000 earring is just going to fall out. Yeah, of course. Every time. I just see Chris Humphreys in my head, and I like I have PTSD. Yeah, like when she jumped off the pirate ship, I was like, Chris, don't push her again. <laughs> exactly. That's how I felt. Um, I literally wrote, can't see Kim in water and not think of the earring incident. It's so true. Scott on that boat was another level. Scott on that boat. Oh, my God. First of all, did you ever think there would be a time where you would see Scott on a yacht and all his only priority is finding a pirate, like, treasure hunt for those kids. No. He was so funny the whole episode. We've come a long way from him and Khan with Bella, Bella Thorne. Yes. Yeah. He was, he's just, like, so different and so good. It's, like, it's even those tiny things. Like, before he was—I I think Scott was always a good dad. Like, I think we give him a hard time saying that, like, he wasn't a good dad. And all of a sudden, he's being a dad. He was always a good dad. He always loved the kids. But this is, like, another level. This is, like, him taking the time. Like, I don't need to sit down on this yacht and relax and, like— bathe in the sun like I'm gonna take not only my kids but North and Saint and we're gonna do a whole pirate ship adventure and like make it such a thing for them no it's so true he 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 really was the whole and none of the other ones were doing that no Scott was taking it upon himself the entire episode we saw them like they go back and they're all looking for treasure and then you know they want to do a time capsule and Scott's just like sitting there with oh my god I lost it with Penelope and Mason and they're doing this time capsule and, and everything was his idea like he wanted to do it for them like it wasn't like somebody was like Scott go take them and do this Scott go do this it was like he was like here are all these ideas I have that I want to do with the kids when Penelope says daddy I my heart just drops yeah. my heart I just am like this is the most Cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. You know what Scott um, being like obsessed with finding treasure reminded me of? What? I don't I don't think you're going to get this, but it, him like being so obsessed with like finding money and like whatever was so reminiscent of when Kim got that free yoga membership. And he was like, oh, thank God. We never would have been able to afford it otherwise. <laughs> like he has this whole obsession with finding treasure. And he's like, go home. The treasure is like literally in the Chase Bank in your town. <laughs> You're literally wearing treasure on your wrist. More, yeah. more treasure than you could ever find. Like literally go to Calabasas like bank, town bank. And it's like fucking everything you could ever want is right there in your safety no. deposit box. Literally the watches that they, he probably came to Bali with are worth more than they could find. It's so true. That is so funny. He's like, get to work, Mason. <laughs> Mason's like, we got to eat more Gucci sweatshirt here. Fuck this. We're not digging for coins. He's like, we got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking funny. Um, anyway, other thing, other notable things, you know, they, they released the turtles. It's just, it's just so special. I don't know. This whole episode, we were just like, wow, they're in this beautiful setting. They're having the time of their lives. Scott is the best dad ever. Courtney and Scott are co-parenting like the motherfucking bosses they are. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It was just unbelievable. I mean, there was really just a great, a great uh, thing. Wait, this this was so funny. So, so, <laughs> so Scott, it, you know, they do this whole this whole time capsule box, and they put it in, and Scott's like, you know. I thought that this would be a really good way to kind of just do something fun with the kids and we're going to put it in, we're going to put it in the sand and hopefully someone will come back and find it. And Julie looks at me, she goes, grab your passports, we're going to Bali. (laughs) It was like, if I didn't get that like Chia Pet Rock, I'm not going to make it. I need it. I need to uncover. I need to read the whole letter that Mason wrote. They say a little prayer over the box. I was like. A little prayer. They said the Pledge of Allegiance. They put the box together. Like, I pledge allegiance to this box. I'm like, what the fuck? We were living for it. I was like, I can't believe anybody has ever done a time capsule and not pledged allegiance to it. Like, what? That was so the norm. You guys have been doing it wrong. Um, So there was that. Anyway, uh, also the co-parenting reference that Chloe made at the end when she was taking that picture of, of Courtney and Scott, we saw that picture on Instagram. So again, that's another thing. Like, the whole one thing I love about Kardashians, as I just said, is like always seeing the behind the scenes. And we see that a lot. You have to be conscious of it. You have to know what you're looking for. No, I do know. And something I like that they've started to do is like when they do the Snapchat reel in the middle of, of like episodes where it's like they're they're transitioning scenes and they'll like show all the Snapchats. And it's like, I, I know I know that Snapchat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something really funny about when they were taking that picture is Scott was like, 
Scott took the picture of Chloe and then Chloe took the picture of Scott and Scott and Courtney was like, take one of me and Scott. And Chloe made like a little comment about it. I was like, I was like, oh, you guys. And then Courtney was like, ah, Brian, come here, come get yeah. the picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was so funny. Like she couldn't give them the satisfaction of it just being just that. I was being like, Rain, get over here. <laughs> so funny. Rain's the best prop ever, too, by the oh way, for pictures. God. The best. He's the best. He is the, for say what you want about the other kids, they're all fucking adorable, but Rain is the most photogenic. Yes, yes, true. True. Anyway, so true. <laughs> <laughs> these kids' names are getting confusing as shit. I still might one of my favorite lines ever is when I <laughs> When we were talking about North and I was like, yeah, she's first born. I'm like, is this bitch a compass? Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking like a really hilarious SNL skit would be like North driving for the first time. And it's like, go Northwest. And it's like, what do you want from me? <laughs> I hate when we say this shit out loud because now I want to do it. Um, also, can someone make a side by side of court, of Scott on, a, on the yacht with Bella and then on the yacht with Mason? And we can just like that's that is the picture of his evolution. Isabel, yeah. Emma wants you to make a side by side of Scott on the boat with with Bella and Scott on the boat with the kids, please. Thank you. Um, OK, a couple other things. Anyway, to end the Bali part of it, basically, you know, Courtney and Chloe have this whole talk on the beach about how they need to be more receptive to each other and their feelings and all that kind of stuff. And they solve it, which we all knew that they were going to do, but it was still nice to see. But a couple other non-Bali moments that I just quickly want to touch on. Number one, when Kendall and Kylie and Chris are having the lunch and Kendall's like, yeah, I was at a 2000s party last night. It was so fun. Like that was fucking Drake's birthday. The funniest thing was Chris also going like, it's it's still the 2000s. Like she just like did not get it. She was like, I don't, how do you have a party for something that's already happened? Yeah, that, she's like, wait, so you just like had a party? Yes. <laughs> 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 it was funny. Also, when um, Chris is saying how she, she's like, do you like my new earrings? Corey got them for me. And, and Kyle's like, it's unbelievable. We have such similar tastes. I was about to buy them with pink diamonds. And I'm like, Corey, you did well, my friend. Uh, Corey is the most underrated player in this whole thing. Underrated. Beyond underrated. Uh, I really love him. Yeah, I love him too. He's great. And so do the kids. Yeah. Um, other notable moments, obviously, them all, you know, with North FaceTiming uh, Kanye, which we just always and love. And saying, I want to say bye to daddy. Bye, daddy. Bye, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good episode. Again, nothing crazy happened. We kind of saw exaggerated fighting, which we expect. But you know something? It doesn't matter how exaggerated it is or how pointless of a plotline it is because we're going to watch anyway. So You know what's interesting about the Kardashians, like the, the way they do the show, is I feel like they think that we need a drama point in every episode, like something just dramatic to happen. Like, I, I don't. I would be happy seeing them having literally only good times and happiness and like fun in Bali. It's so true. We should talk to someone about that. Yeah, I think they genuinely are like, they need the drama. We have to throw something in to like throw a wrench in the mix. Like, I, I don't. Because I, 90, I prefer without it. Because, <laughs> we don't want to see you guys fight. No, because 99% of reality shows do need that. Like, they need some sort of conflict. You always hear even like, look at Bravo. Like, you you, you were never going to have a good Real Housewives season if everything is just kumbaya the whole time. But with Kardashians, literally, they could be praising each other all day long and you could just show their closets. And I would be like, this special I've ever watched. Yeah, but also with Kardashians, they have enough with outside people that we don't need to have conflict within the family. Yeah, absolutely. That's how I feel. No, I completely agree. Um, okay, let us move on now. I think that that is all for the for the recap. Would you agree? Yeah. Listen, there were some other things, but nothing crazy notable. Okay, we're now going to transition to talking all things Courtney's 40th birthday. But before we do that, I want to just take a minute to tell you guys about Third Love. So as you know, we've spoken about this company before. I am biggest free the nipple advocate, never wear a bra. Julie always wears a bra. So the fact that we found one that we both actually enjoy is kind of miraculous. Um, the cool thing about this company is that they use data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. So number one, there's more sizes than a lot of other brands, which is amazing. They offer more than 70 sizes, um, including like half cup sizes, which is so awesome because a lot of times, like for me, at least sometimes I go between a C and a D, who knows? Um, and the convenience of it is insane. Like you skip the trip, you can just find your third love online with the Fit Finder. You order it, you try it on at home. There's no more like weird fitting room experiences or walking in with people like hounding you down with the measuring tape, which I personally hate. So let me tell you quickly about the Fit Finder quiz. Basically, you answer a few simple questions to find your fit in like 60 seconds. And over 12 million women have taken it. Um, it's fun. It's, it's kind of fun. It's like, oh, let me tell you about my boobs. Like, it, are they symmetrical? Are they rounder? This, that. Um, and also, there's a 100% fit guarantee. So every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, return it. You can put it to the test if you don't like it. Um, and Third Love, if you do return it, Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. They have a team of expert fit stylists that are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. And also they're available every day to help via text, chat, or phone, which I know may sound like a lot, but you never know when you're trying to find a bra. It's not the easiest thing in the world, as I think most of us women do know. 
Anyway, so Third Love knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone. And right now they are offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash celebs now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. Again, that's thirdlove.com slash celebs for 15% off today. I'm telling you guys, honest to God, I, I swear, I really do not wear bras. And when I do, I wear this one and it's incredibly comfortable. And I know you agree, Julie. Okay, so I want to take one minute to tell you guys about mod cloth. So what is it? Basically, at ModCloth, there's no such thing as an ordinary outfit. They are crafted by a team of in-house designers. Their signature styles include hand-drawn prints, standout silhouettes, and an inclusive side strength that celebrates all women. So spring has officially sprung, as we know, and ModCloth also knows this. So they have everything from like fun florals and stripes to easy one-and-done looks like rompers and jumpsuits, which personally I am such a jumpsuit fan. Um, Their collection of fresh, feminine, and wearable styles makes getting ready a breeze. No muss, no fuss. If you have a beach day or vacation, you have your perfect swimsuit in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. For weddings, they have a whole bridal boutique that will have you falling in love with the assortment of wedding gowns, guest of looks, and bridesmaid-approved dresses. At ModCloth, their belief is kind of that like fashion should celebrate all women. That's why they expanded their size range from um, double zero to 28. And if you have any questions about fit, they have a whole team of mod stylists that can hook you up with complimentary sizing and styling help, which is super helpful. I think that the fact that they have such a wide range of fit is like very, very important and something that we don't see a lot, especially online shopping. And to be able to have such a wide range and service so many different women, I think is awesome and and super inclusive. They have a lot of um, like fun floral type things. So especially if you have like, for example, for me, I have like a summer wedding in New Orleans. And I think that this is the perfect kind of site to look for something like that. Very kind of like easy breezy uh, type things and, you know, a lot for everyone. So to get 15% off your first purchase of $100 or more, go to modcloth.com. That's M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H.com and enter code celebs at checkout. Um, This offer is valid for one-time use only and it expires on July 6th. Again, uh, to get 15% off your purchase of $100 or more, go to modcloth.com com and enter code celebs at checkout. Again, this offer is valid for one time use only and it expires on July 10th of this year. Okay. And now we will get back to the show. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company for every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the liquid lash extensions mascara. You guys have seen that it's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. We're now going to get into all things Courtney's 40th birthday. We have been dying to talk to you guys about this, so I'm very excited to do so. Um, first of all, she just looks unbelievable, and that's a whole other thing, but this is how we're going to do this. We'll talk about the aesthetics of the party and everything, but I think that one thing that people were really curious about, because this was kind of a smaller event, we got to really see like who were the key players invited and people had a lot of questions. So we thought that we would break down um, like the main guest list. Of course, there were a million people that, that we don't know, but just the ones that you saw in those photo booth pictures and kind of explain who they are and, and this and that, and just talk about any other details that we really wanted to. So Starting off, it was at her house, which Courtney has the most epic house for parties, I think. Yes. With the exception, obviously, Chris always does her Christmas Eve party, with the exception of last year, Kim had it at her house. And, um, you know, Kylie has a stunning house. They all do. But Courtney's backyard specifically is just stunning. As you know, 
uh, Chloe had True's birthday there. It's a, it's a magnificent backdrop, and it's, I think yeah, that it's the perfect house. It's, for entertaining. it's the perfect house. So that's where they had it, which is is different for them. They they don't always have parties at the house for birthdays. You see them no, a lot. No, no, it's, it's usually it's usually not. Yeah. Um. You know, Mindy Weiss, of course, planned it. Who, as you know, is just a godsend. And one of the first things that we saw was like the the fireworks or like the pyrotechnics. I feel like is a good way to say it. The sparklers. Yeah. Right. The sparklers of the entrance of of them walking in. Um. So beautiful, so magnificent. The house just looked, they have this thing where they always have these string lights that hang kind of in the background of everything, which just makes the whole event feel so much more glamorous. Something I loved about this was like, it was just classy. Like it was just like, sometimes they do parties and like, I totally get it where it's like so over the top and so themed. And like, I feel like depending on each person, it's, it's so appropriate. But for Courtney's 40th, it was just classy and like, Black and elegant and gorgeous. It was it was just gorgeous. Let's get into some of the details actually before we get into the guest list. Um, so as you know, it was at the house. Also, they had they had custom bottles of Don Julio with uh, that said like most interesting to look at, which as you know was the famous quote from the Kardashian episode. Although. I want to just m- like make everybody who feels crazy about this feel a little more sane. Yes, the actual quote in the episode was least exciting to look at. But for some reason, over time, it's transitioned into uh, least interesting to look at. Which is so weird to me. Which is so weird. I could, Maybe they've said, said it so much that it kind of just took it on a new thing. But that was the famous quote from that episode where Kim and Courtney get into this huge fight. And Kim's like, yeah, well, you're the least exciting to look at. They So as a you know, plan that they had bottles that said, uh, her, it was her face and it said, like, most interesting to look at. What I feel like happened was Kim was like, I wish I said interesting to look at instead of exciting. Like, that would have been a better diss. And they were like, oh, we'll just change it. It, yeah, they they like pulled a Trump. <laughs> yeah, like where he just like says something and all of a sudden it's like the new thing, even though he already previously said something else. Yeah, exactly. It's so <laughs> like it means the same thing. It's just like it was just it was just funny. It's just weird. Yeah. Um, also, they had the, the cake was like insane. It was a, it was Courtney like basically naked sitting on the bathtub with the cake. Oh, my God. It was really. Yeah. And Kim's taking the photo, the video of it. And Rain's like, show the butt, show the butt. Like it was <laughs> such like a little boy thing to do. It was so funny. Listen, it's always a big deal when they don't have their white Hanson's cake. You know exactly what yeah, I'm talking about. The typical one. So this, they went a little bit um, off the rails here, getting getting more uh, I'm creative. I'm into it. No, I'm creative. It was so much fun. They also had, like, there was no detail spared, which not that there anything ever is with anything Kardashian, but they had the napkins that said, Kim, there are people that are dying, which is always— And also least interesting to look at on the napkins. Yeah, they really just did it up. Also, they had um, the cookies with Courtney's face, the one that after she, that one episode where she had Novocaine and, like, half of her face was completely, like, fucked up. And they had the cookies of it, which, again, just to me, I love when there are these, like, very funny funny moments from the episodes that they can then, not only do they laugh on, laugh about, they make into something even more iconic. You know what's so interesting about the fact that they did that? It's like, we see it as, like, a Courtney in this episode. Like, it's still just her life. Yeah, I know. Like, it, it's so funny. I never think about it. Like, like when I was seeing all those things, I was like, it's so interesting that they kind of made it like an episode theme. But it wasn't an episode theme. It was just notable things that she's done in her life that were, like, iconic. Yeah, they just happened to be filmed and in episodes. Did you think that, too? I didn't think that until you just said it. And I bet a lot of people, I, other people didn't either. And then as you said it, they're like, yeah, that's so true. Classic, like I, classic me saying <laughs> things that make people have important realizations. No, I just like I when we say, say certain things that I like, I'm like, oh, that's a good point. I'm always imagining like the girl in her car driving. She like had a long day at work. She's on her. She's on like the way back. And you say something. She's like, you know what? Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> um also, as you know, any Kardashian event is not complete without an unbelievable photo booth. And what we say is like they keep getting better every single time. This one to me was the most similar to uh, John Legend's 40th and the photo booth that they kind of had with the poker table. This is the same. It was the same type of vibe. Yeah. Just like a bigger area. Yeah, bigger area. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. I think that's um, something really cool about being a guest at one of these is that like, you know, it's, it's always, well, one, just being a guest there, forget about it. But it's always cool when you go to an event and there's like a cool gift or this or that. But and yes, there's always a photographer, but being able to leave with like a sick Instagram is in 2019. What it's is the, better? It's the best gift: a sick Instagram and and a uh, a Yeezy inspired birthday shirt. Forget. What else could you want? Literally, what else could you want? No, but it's so funny. It's like not only are we going to photograph you, we're also going to take it in a photo booth that makes you look automatically face tuned. Like it's the fucking dream. This is like I don't even have to edit my own photo. Are you kidding? Uh, oh my god, you're still editing it. <laughs> You yeah. crazy. I, I was about to say, there's no way. It could be the best photo of both the one. I'm going to throw a little face tune on it. Um, just, for, you know, all in good fun, you know? Yeah, it's for good measure. It's yes. for good measure. 
Um, but anyway, so that was like some of the major details. It was just stunning. We should talk about their outfits, I think, also. Um, Courtney was in this like half see-through, half like sheer, half black, almost leathery kind of long dress. Very um, revealing, but I thought it was stunning. Very stunning and, and like revealing but classy. But so classy. Which is her, Courtney's whole vibe, her, revealing, yeah, but classy. revealing but classy. Kim was in Versace, which she then, I thought this was really interesting. You know what I'm going to say? She posted a picture of her look and then she posted a picture of the runway inspiration and she was, um, did a story and she was like, from now on, I'm going to always post my... Well, you know what that comes from. Daya Prada and Fashion Nova. Well, I was going to say from the Naomi Campbell, like, situation. Either, but yeah, but either way, like, Diet Prada probably did a feature on that. Right. Just for anybody confused what we're talking about, Diet Prada is this account. It's Diet underscore Prada, I think. And basically what they do is they uh, call out, very bluntly call out celebrities, designers, or really anybody in the fashion world for seemingly ripping off a previous designer's idea. And it happens a lot and it can get really nasty. And, you know, with Kim, she has basically made a point to say like, listen, I'm the first one to say that I've drawn inspiration from from someone else. So when she posted this outfit and she wrote Versace, she then posted the picture of the inspiration that she got it from, which was the runway like a while ago. Right. Which I think is a smart thing to do. One, because it kind of covers her in her tracks. It's like, nobody can call me out for stealing inspiration from here when I'm the one saying it, number one. Right. Right. And number two, it just like legitimizes her in the fashion world, I think. So she did that. Um, you know, Kylie was in this really cool like two-piece thing. They all They all looked great. Chloe, which is literally so many of you asked us about, Chloe was in this sparkly long long sleeve dress with a headpiece. And everybody's like, wait a second, did she just rewear something? Because you never see the Kardashians rewearing things. Everybody because was, that's the thing, when you have so many clothes, why would you ever rewear something? Right. And so what everybody thought she did was that they thought she rewore the same outfit that she wore to Chris's iconic 60th Great Gatsby themed birthday party. We obviously did a side-by-side because <laughs> what the fuck else would we do? And it's not the exact same outfit. But it might as well. But be. it might as well. But it's very similar. As you know, she also talked about Dia Prada got so much shit for, like, copying Rihanna, which I don't—I hate this whole narrative because it's like, I think that they would be the first ones to say, yeah, Rihanna looked so fucking sick. I wanted to try it. Right. I don't think it was taken away from Rihanna. I, I totally agree. What I will say is I think Rihanna wears things differently than the Kardashians do. Like, I think Rihanna's style is, like, a little more experimental than the Kardashians so that when Chloe does something like this, it, it makes sense that people are like, you're ripping off Rihanna. Like, that's Rihanna's, one of Rihanna's most iconic looks. The other thing I'll say about Chloe's outfit is, like, yeah, it was very similar to her other one. But it's like, you wore that because it was a Gatsby-themed party. Why are you wearing a similar outfit to a non-themed party? Don't you agree? Um, I personally don't agree. But, but if but what I'm saying is, if you got a specific outfit to look like it's in a 1920s Gatsby themed party to then wear almost the exact same outfit that was for a dress up party to a non dress up party. Don't you think that's a little off? Like, no, because I, th- I, I totally get what you're saying. And I'm sure a lot of people agree with you. I just feel like she was probably um, like want, like craved that vibe and was like, you know what? I can still I can still kind of make it work. Like I want to look super glamorous. I can still make it work. That's what I feel like went through her head. Yeah. I don't know. I am not one, honest to God. I am like, listen, we are no saints like by any means. And yes, we we definitely make an effort to speak positively, but we're the first to like, just like anybody else, we talk shit, like whatever. But I personally really never like, I feel like I never really criticize people's fashion because I can't imagine what it's like for them having to dress up constantly. Like it is my worst nightmare having to always be dressed up. So to me, I'm always, I'm always just like, you know what? You like you got yourself there. That to me, I, I have nothing to say right, because like it's congratulations, half the it's half the battle. Like no, I mean, I feel like it wasn't as much of a. It wasn't meant to be a critique. It was just an interesting that she would choose to wear similar events to two very different parties. No, no, and it is a thousand percent. I'm just saying for me, I wear a black blazer to literally everything. Yeah, so I'm, I'm the, familiar with your work. I'm the last one to be able to speak on that in the slightest. But anyway, notable things. Also, we're going to, okay, let's get into the guests and then uh, some other things that I know you guys want us to talk about. So Sophia and Scott were there together, which shouldn't be a surprise. They've been in Finland. Like they've been traveling the world together, basically. Yeah. Like they already spent Courtney's, the first part of Courtney's 40th birthday in Finland together with the kids. It would have been weird if they, it would have been weirder if they weren't there um, together. Of course, this sparks the whole conversation of like, so what do you think? Like Scott and Sophia in it for the long haul? I 
stand true in my previous statement that I still uh, reserve hope for Courtney and Scott re-engaging in a mutually beneficial and healthy non-toxic relationship. So for that sake, I'm going to say no. Could you read the parentheses that I wrote with that note? Oh, Julie wrote, do you see Sophia and Scott ending up together in the long run? Parentheses, taking Courtney out of the equation. So let's say they, Courtney and doesn't Scott exist. doesn't yeah. exist. Do you see Sophia and Scott as a separate entity ending up together? It's so hard to say because she is so young. Yeah. I think they have a really healthy relationship. I think it was really nice that they had a friendship first. Um, and I think that their lifestyles are very compatible. But I think it's so hard to say because of how young she is. In this in this hypothetical scenario, is Scott a dad? Yeah. I mean, the, the hypo, I'm not saying that Courtney doesn't exist. I'm just taking it, like, say, take out the possibility of them oh. ever getting back together. Ever, ever getting back together. I don't know. I, re I still think she's too young. Yeah. I don't know if Lionel would allow, would allow it. Lionel. I know. Classic Lionel. Um, also interesting to note, so Eunice was there, which, as you know, Eunice was Courtney's kind of like on and off, again, fling. And last week, we actually forgot to talk about this, which I'm happy we did because we can talk about it today, was she he commented on um, her picture saying, like, looking good, Minnie Mouse. And she responded, like, thanks, Mickey, or something like that. And... We saw, okay, we saw the flirtation there, and then he was at this party, and we're like, okay, what's going on? I I truthfully don't know anything more than you know. Um, apparently, according to a source that we read, they've been talking a little, and they're on good terms, and that Courtney wanted him to be there. Again, like, totally unsure what that means. Julie wrote an interesting note, which said, I feel like Courtney does not want to confuse the kids like that if they weren't back together. Interesting point, unless she was just like, you know what, I want to have this guy as a friend in my life, and he's going to be stable, so I'm happy to bring him around the kids. Yeah, it, it's... If the kids were a little older, I could understand that. Like for Mason, it's like, he's just our friend. Don't worry. He's just hanging out with the family. I think it's really hard for Rain and Penelope to have somebody in their life and then not have them in their life. And then all of a sudden they're back and they're not sure in what capacity. And I I, I just feel like Courtney wouldn't confuse the kids like that. I, I, Based on that, based on the photo booth picture that they took where his arm, like his arm is on her shoulder and it's like a, a intimate photo of them and Simon Huck. And like, it just... I, I have a feeling that they're either back together or they're headed in that direction. I completely agree. I think that it's possible. Um, interesting to note, French Montana was also there, who, as you know, is one of Chloe's exes. And he is a friend of the family. He's always remained, you know, very, very close with them. One thing that we got a lot of inboxes about is that there was a video that I forget whose snap story it was on. I think it was Kim's. And it was... Kendall laying on the couch and French like sitting next to her with his like arm on her leg very close and people were just like this is so disrespectful to Chloe like has she not been through enough especially after this Jordan scandal like to me it's kind of like I just think that this family in general has doesn't really have a lot of boundaries in terms of like significant or any others. boundaries and I don't mean that negatively like I think it's just like how they interact like by no means was French's arm being on Kendall in my opinion, like at the, not for a split second were they thinking that was disrespectful, Chloe. And I don't even think she interpreted it like that no, at all. No, I don't all. think it's like when it's like when um like Scott and Chloe hang out and like Chloe's like changing in her dress and like her closet and getting ready to go out. Like I it's they just don't have boundaries. Yeah, and I think that that's just how their that family operates. Um, you know, people always were asking us, what do you think that him and Chloe would ever get back together? Do I think it's a possibility? Absolutely. Anything's possible. Yeah, I like him. I always loved French. I've always liked French. He's always, I don't think he's ever really done wrong by Literally Chloe. my first reaction when Tristan cheated on Chloe was like, French wouldn't have pulled this yeah, shit. I know, it's true. Um, also, Robin Thicke was there, which as you know, he performed. He's been in a lot of Kardashian events. He always sings. And interesting. So there was a video in, again, I think it was the back of Kim's Snapchat. Oh, Kim's Snapchat really got a lot of people in trouble. Yeah, of, seriously. Of him and Chloe hugging. And like, they looked kind of touchy-feely, which of course the tabloids were going to run with that. And one fan account like posted a video of it and was like, hmm, could this could this spark flirtation rumors between Robin Thicke and Chloe? And his fiance, April Love Geary, commented like, I stan, which we then posted, which made headlines everywhere. Um, funny interaction. It's funny that she kind of like plays into it like that. Don't you think? Oh, my God. Hilarious. It's like it, it, it's nice to see somebody be such a good sport about things, especially somebody that like probably doesn't have the exact same relationship that Robin has with the family. Totally. Um <laughs> Julie writes, Quavo, nothing notable, was just happily surprised to see him in attendance. <laughs> I really was. Yeah, I didn't know that he was. It was friends. so nice to see him there. <laughs> 
Don't you feel like Travis? They were like, okay, Travis, you can invite who you want. He was like, he was like, Quavo, (laughs) you want to come to Courtney's 40th birthday? (laughs) Yeah, because Travis is the only one that I've known. Well, I guess and Connie that I know is like good friends with him. I've never seen. Well, yeah, both Travis and, and Offset are really good friends. And I assume that extends to Quavo. But, you know, of course, Offset's busy. He's got the baby. They're in Atlanta. So it's like, what's the next best thing? Yeah, of course. Quavo. Of course. Um, the one that I want to talk about the most and that a million people asked us. So there's a guy whose name is Your Boy. I don't know if it's Faye or Fi. For purposes of this, I'm going to say Faye. It's Your Boy F-A-I. That's his handle. And he basically, he looks exactly like Eunice, I think. Like scarily. Like scarily so. like Eunice. He's always the guy that's in the background of all of their Insta stories. And he's always the one that some person who is a new Kardashian fan who isn't as invested as we are sends a test and is like, oh my God, is this one of their new hookups? And every time we're like, no, he's literally just a good friend that goes everywhere with them. And he happens to be incredibly good looking. Let's just give you a little background because we read up on exactly who we who he was because to be honest, we didn't really understand. We knew that he was platonic, but we didn't really know the background. So here he is. He is the brother of Simi Hayes, which as you know, they're the brother, they're the identical twin duo. They're DJs and they also were at the party. They're, you've definitely seen them on Instagram. Look it up, S-I-M-I-H-A-Z-E. They're two different people, but they're they have one handle. Um that's they're the ones with like the hair bob they're very close to jen they're very close to the family i'm sure you know them so that's their brother and he's 27 years old he's a model and singer he's very much in the whole like kendall haley bella Gigi crew that's who courtney was talking to about eunice in the episode where they're in palm springs and they're sitting in the pool and it's just the two of them and like chloe's upset that she's like fixated on the breakup that's who she's talking to that everybody was like is that eunice yeah (laughs) julie race emma has a new obsession with him i think just because he looks like eunice but there could be more to it (laughs) there's there's not more to it i don't have an obsession it's just that i i like honest to god I, you know how hard we go for the Kardashians. We know everything that one person. You don't say. <laughs> We're not doing a whole bonus show on it. <laughs> Julie and Emma are like the Kardashians. No, like we've seen this guy. We talked about. We see him in every the background of everything, and I didn't even know enough about him, so I wanted to research it. I had no idea that he was the brother of that. Maybe everybody else knew that. I had absolutely no idea. I literally sent me an article on him. It's like research for podcast on Monday. It's like you would think that you were saying like a fucking New York Times article. Know, it, was it was like, like L, meet your boy Fi. <laughs> So that's who he is. And no, to our knowledge, he is not hooking up with anyone. I also just want to note that Lucas Sabat was there. Um, you know, Julie writes, I wouldn't consider him one of Courtney's exes, but do with that information as you will. I don't, I wouldn't either. As you guys know, there were those rumors of them hooking up. He's like one of the typical, there's like a whole group of people that hang out in the Kardashian circle. that are like the Harry Hudson's, the um, Lucas that are just friends. Yeah, and I just roll squad. I don't really understand how the connection originated fully. Like I, I do, but with Harry, I understand it was more of a childhood thing. Like Luca kind of just came into the mix and is just like friends with everyone. Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't believe that him and Courtney Rex is I really don't. I think maybe they had like a, a, a hookup one night, but yeah. by no means. But he was there again. Um, of course, Paris Hilton was there. Julie's like, again, not a surprise she was there. She's just amazing and wouldn't take off the sunglasses with one lens. Yeah, she was loving the one lens sunglasses. I literally, I think it's a new thing. You've always had this appreciation for Paris Hilton. And I've always loved her too. But recently I'm like, fucking Paris Hilton is a national treasure. We must protect her at all costs. Because she's so much fun. Yeah, she she is. She is literally so much fun. It's like every single time you see her in one of Kim's selfie videos, it's like the first time she's ever appeared in one of Kim's selfies videos. She's so excited. She's dancing. She's like, you also forget this woman is like 37 or something and she DJs in Ibiza still. Yeah, fucking goals. Yeah, goals. Yeah, she's amazing. She really is. Um, Sia was also there and it was, we got so many inboxes like, wait, did the Kardashians just expose her? Like, are we allowed to see her face? I don't know, but I feel like she must have agreed to that. I felt like I was like watching it and I was like, oh my God, Sia's face, not supposed to see this. Like I looked away. I was like, I was like, oh my God, I would never violate her privacy like this, but like I, it wasn't my fault. (laughs) No, I know. That's so funny. Was Um, that the first, like, and also my thing was like, how was everyone like, oh my God, Sia's there. It's like, how the fuck did you know it's Sia if we've never seen her face before? Yeah, that's so true. I was like. Literally, I was like, who is it? I have no idea. And everyone's like, it's Sia. How did you not know that? So I was like, how did I not know that? Because I had no idea what she looked like up until this very moment right now. It's <laughs> so funny. I, you know, obviously the normals were there. Like Simon Hawk, who, as you know, we fucking love. And he looked so handsome. And him and his boyfriend just are such goals. Um, Jonathan was there. Everyone was there. It was the whole crew and the whole photo booth. All of the things were iconic. Um a couple other mini details was just that Scott is so cute. There was a video, I forget whose story it was in, where he was like kissing Kim's forehead. We we love forehead kisses. It just like does Huge it for fan us. of forehead kisses as a sign of affection. Yeah, huge fan. Um 
And there's like not much else to say. Like nothing crazy happened this night. I will say Courtney said, she was like, yeah, you know, I lost my phone. The next day she posted a picture of rain and she was like, I lost my phone last night, which I was really happy about because I couldn't, I was just enjoying the night and wasn't on my phone at all and was just like having fun, which I thought was really sweet. She's like, this is the only picture that I got. And most photogenic kid, picture of rain. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, So that was it. There's nothing like else crazy to discuss from the night. I just, we were... Any, I just want you guys to know as a general rule of thumb, anytime there's a, there's a Kardashian event and you are freaking out about how excited you are, you can a thousand percent know we are freaking out as much, if not more, and we're taking notes on it and we're screenshotting everything and we are so excited to talk about it. Uh, yeah, we always say this, but I feel like there's this um, like thing that shifted with holidays and birthdays that it's like as soon as it's Easter or Christmas, it's like you're so excited for the holiday because you know you're about to get amazing unfiltered content. Exactly. And you know that they're about to document every second. Like, I only care about holidays now because I know I'm going to get incredible content. Same. Um, I think that that kind of sums up our episode for today. Don't worry. So tomorrow in the regular Kardashian recap, we're going to talk literally every single detail about Sunday's service. We're going to talk about Kim's comments about the whole Lori Laughlin thing. Like, we're going to get into it all. We just wanted to keep this episode super targeted and focused. Um, but we will see you guys tomorrow. And remember, write us in any of your thoughts, comments by celebspod at gmail.com. I'm going to put the number for the voicemail in our bio. I mean, in the bio of this episode and uh, DM us anything. And we will see you tomorrow. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract, and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like, You shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.